Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. All right, welcome back to the overnight crowd. Let's get a high voltage last hour going together. You can still get involved on the overnight crowd text line 0433 98 11 16. We'd love to hear from you, but all right, here we go on the overnight crowd. It's a good time to start clapping your hands and start stamping your feet because we're about to be joined by a superstar, currently the sideline reporter for the LA Chargers, co-host of Gary and Shannon on KFI AM 640 in SoCal. They attended the 49ers win over the Cowboys as well. I'm very excited to welcome Shannon Farron to the program. G'day to you, Shannon. You are too kind, sir. Good evening. How are you? Ah, going very well. Thank you so much for the time and uh, for taking the call. You're quite the popular guest. Uh, you were requested by a listener of the Overnight Crowd in Jace or at Runner on Twitter. So I hope it's not too much pressure for you jumping on the program. <laughs> Not at all. He's a great guy. (laughs) Uh, So uh, a bit of background uh, for yourself, uh, for any of our listeners that might not have caught up with your work. Uh, You currently work for the Chargers as the sideline reporter. Uh, How long have you been playing that role? Ever since they moved from San Diego to Los Angeles and they jumped on our radio station first at KFI here, 640 AM in Los Angeles. So uh, naturally, me being the football fanatic that I am, (laughs) they asked if I would uh, do their sideline duties and I was more than happy to say yes. So it has been my fifth season with the Chargers, and there has been such an evolution for this team. You know, they came to Los Angeles, and they don't like to hear it, but barely had a fan base. When they left San Diego, it was very acrimonious. A lot of people in San Diego and in L.A. didn't like this. Uh, the Rams had just moved back from St. Louis, so we were all kind of full up here. And uh, they played in a soccer sta- a football stadium for y'all. Um, a football stadium here in Carson that's kind of out of Los Angeles seated 35,000 people, and each week they were overrun with opposing teams' fans. And it was an away game for Phillip Rivers and the Chargers for the first three seasons that they were here. I mean, it really built a lot of adversity. They had an us-against-the-world mentality that carried them into the playoffs in 2018, but there's been a real evolution ever since the beautiful $5 billion stadium (laughs) of SoFi in Inglewood opened up. And this year, truly, I've seen a culture change with Brandon Staley coming in on that sideline, the way he communicates uh, with his players, the way that they focus on detail, and the crowd has shown up for Los Angeles and the Chargers this season. And I mean, I guess the job for you as well has, uh, you know, accelerated because of moving stadiums. You get to feel what the buzz is like to be on field when there's screaming fans uh, in the uh, stands and also the uh, electricity that can be sparked inside sporting arenas just like Sophie Stadium. Absolutely. You know, last season I was able to go to the stadium, but I wasn't able to be on the field. And when you have a stadium that beautiful and that big and that majestic (laughs) open with no fans, it's really sad. You know, it was really sad to hear no crowd on third down. 
it was really sad to not hear the crowd get involved and change the course of a game like you know a crowd can do at any at any sporting event. And this year, even in preseason, like the first preseason games, the, the crowd was so ready to be back in a stadium after the pandemic and after everyone got their shots and could start coming back. Mm. Uh, like I had a single, I'm not an emotional person. Okay. But like I had a single tear <laughs> go down my cheek when the, when the team ran out of the tunnel and it was a preseason game, but it was a playoff crowd because everyone was just so excited to be back at their favorite game. Yeah, that's been the uh, best part, I think, of uh, everyone getting a chance to return and to uh, take in some of their teams as well. It's a feeling that I think we've all uh, been able to experience around the world, isn't it? So we've gone from you know half-field stadiums, I know here in Australia, to yeah, no people at all and uh, having to pipe in the crowd noise. So that return to action must have been uh, such a great feeling. It was, and it's it's held up all season long. To be honest, at the beginning of the stadium, at the beginning of the season. There were some there were some crowds that that went crazy because we've been cooped up for over a year, right? Yeah. And the the amount of drinking was out of control. Like you would just see people in the front row passed out in the first quarter. I mean, it was crazy. Everyone just needed to get back out of their homes. So like slowly, I think people's alcohol levels got to like a more decent pace as we went on but some of those early games people were losing their minds like it was rum spring out it was like you know, we, we get let out and we're gonna go freaking nuts grown grown people you know it was some of the behavior was i've never seen it <laughs> so working as the sideline reporter for the Chargers, do you have any stories of the ball or maybe a player getting a bit too close as they exit the playing field no uh i I, I, uh, you mean to me? Yeah, to you. <laughs> like being down there. Oh, the side yeah. Line. yeah. I've almost died. I've almost <laughs> died several times. Okay. Uh, very close calls. Like, and some of my friends will catch me on TV just looking like a fool. You know, with like the, the expression on my face of I am going to die. And I act out of an abundance of caution now. If a play gets within 10 yards of me, I'm, I'm out of there. Like, I'm running as far away from that sideline as possible because these guys are, you know, it's like, I don't know if you've been to a horse track and you've seen horse racing. Right. Like, you can hear, like, you, you know how, like, you're at the racetrack and you can hear the horses coming? Like, it's the same thing with these guys. I mean, they're, you know, 6'6", 240, and, and they mean business, and they're pure muscle, pure granite. I remember walking on the sideline, and, you know, the kickers are just the same. You know this, the punters, just the same, just as, just as great as athletes. Um, usually uh, comparable in size. And I remember one of the kickers, he and I just kind of bumped into each other. We were just at walking speed. And I, I was bounced back like, uh, you know, four feet. So if you think of a collision at full speed, I would definitely lose my life. But hell of a way to go, right? Hell of a way to go. <laughs> Die doing what you love, I think, uh, is the uh, terminology yeah. <laughs> for something like that. Uh, Shannon, are you a Niners fan or are you on the, uh, as being part of the uh, payroll for the Chargers, are you now a Chargers fan? Uh, which, which team do you follow? It's really tough. Um, when I was first offered this job, I called my parents because <laughs> my parents have had season tickets for the 49ers since way before I was born. Like we're going back to the fifties. Wow. Um, it's been in the family. We're diehards. We go to all the games. We go to all the Super Bowls. everything. Uh, I have a 49ers tattoo on my back. It wasn't a great decision. Okay. <laughs> I was young, but uh, that's how big of a fan I am. And so when I got this job offer, I called my parents and I said, I feel like this is like cheating on the 49ers. Like, 
how can I do this? I'm going to miss so many of the games. And they said, are you crazy? You've got to do this. And it helps that they're in different conferences. That's for sure. Um, So I can root for both of them. And it's kind of like having two different kids, you know, like you do the best you can with both of them. And sometimes one is going to disappoint you and the other one will come through. And that's what it's like week to week. Like the Chargers will lose, the Niners will win. So I'm like, all right, all right, I can handle this. (laughs) So uh, that's kind of what happened last week in the getting into the playoffs when the Chargers lost to Vegas, which I could not believe, and my heart was broken. And then the 49ers go into Dallas, and they beat them with the old rivalry, and my heart was put back together. So that's how it works for me. All right. Well, I have questions on uh, both of the kids uh, coming up in a second, but uh, you saying that you've got a Niners tattoo has caught my uh, attention because I am planning to get a uh, tattoo of uh, the football team I follow here in Western Australia. It's the Fremantle Dockers. They haven't been in the finals uh, for the last six or so years. They've never actually won a premiership either, but uh, I've been inspired by another supporter, a friend of mine, to go and get a uh, perhaps premiership tattoo, uh, sort of to try and will it to happen. Uh, did you get one after a uh, Super Bowl win or something like that, or was it just to uh, show your uh, representative after, team? If I remember correctly, they had one playoff win the season before, okay. and that was enough to get me to get the tattoo. All right, great. There also may have been cocktails involved, um, <laughs> and it was on my birthday, and I was only 19. So all, right. all of these things led to that. I don't know how old you are, but... I keep this tattoo to remind young people not to get it. Right. I'm it's, it's, it's pretty uh, It's pretty hideous. I'm, <laughs> I'm old enough to know better, but uh, I'm still uh, not making the uh, right decisions at the moment. I'd uh, like to be able to leave the uh, last game of the Chargers season in the past, but tell me about it. How did you feel watching that process play out where it seemed like the Raiders were happy to kneel for a tie, but after a timeout call from Coach Staley, the Raiders kicked the winning field goal, and that's uh, goodbye for the Chargers. Yeah, you know, that timeout's tough. I still have a hard time talking about it. I do work <laughs> Sorry. Business, so I can't say too much. <laughs> um, no, but it was just a really, it, it's never, for me, it never comes down to one decision or one play or one penalty. It was three quarters of terrible football that the Chargers played. Um, they were not themselves. They have way too much talent on that team to play like they played in, in Vegas that day. And, and, and the Vegas Raiders, as you saw, um, when they were exposed even further. I mean, they've been exposed several times this season, but exposed with Cincinnati as well. Uh, they are not as good as, as advertised. It, it was the Chargers game to lose, and they lost it on their own um, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, uh, whether it was play calling, whether it was execution, whether it was the Raiders wanted it more. I don't know. I'm not sure, but – uh, definitely wasn't the team that we had seen in the season when they were healthy, and they were all healthy. Uh, so it was really hard to take. It was really hard to take. But seeing Justin Herbert in that fourth quarter converting four first, uh, ten fourth downs and doing what he had to do with the whole season on the line shows Chargers fans who they have there under center, who they have moving forward, and they're going to have him for a long time. And the entire AFC should be put on notice watching Justin Herbert in the fourth quarter of that game. Love that. And uh, we did mention off the top as well that you went and checked out the Niners' fantastic win versus the Cowboys. Uh, great fried pickles as well. A listener tonight on the show saying they think the Niners could go the whole way. What do you make of a comment like that after the game that you watched over the weekend? I don't think the Cowboys are as good as advertised. So I know that what the Packers have, I know how hard it is to go into Green Bay and beat the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is leading all the MVP voting. They are still the favorites in Vegas to win the Super Bowl. That said, I don't know 
I don't know because the 49ers are surging right now. And part of it's my heart, right? Part of it's the bad tattoo on my back. <laughs> but, like, I, I just feel like they're hot at the right time. And sometimes a first-round buy isn't great. Is not great for a team. I kind of feel like that's working in our favor because we're so hot after coming after such a huge rivalry win in Dallas. I mean, a lot of younger 49er fans don't know this, but these two teams used to be at each other's throats when I grew up in the 80s and the 90s. And it was only recently that the Seahawks became the 49ers' number one kind of nemesis. But that said, the Packers are still a team that we love to beat. I think the Bills are going to win the whole damn thing. Okay. Like I think that the Super Bowl this week is the Bills-Chiefs game on Sunday night. I think these are the two best teams right now. People are making uh, talk about Tom Brady and the Buccaneers and the Rams not surviving them. If you looked at that Rams defense last night, they were incredible. The Buccaneers are hurt, and I think the old narrative of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick being you know, the uh, Wizards in the playoffs is kind of going by the wayside a little bit. I don't count Tom Brady out ever, but – Look at how Bill Belichick was overcoached in yeah. Buffalo when yep. the Patriots put that sad showing on. So I think like the old narratives need to go out the window, and I think the Buffalo Bills need to be taken seriously here. I mean, Josh Allen can do everything on himself. Like, he's in offense on his own. He can't beat you with his arm. He's going to beat you with his feet. And uh, I think that's going to be the game to watch. All right, excellent. So, uh, yeah, as you say, the Bills look great. They kept Josh Allen warm enough to hit targets. Uh, but who uh, would make the other side of uh, your uh, perspective Super Bowl? The Packers. Packers. All right. I think it's going to be the Bills and the Packers, yeah. All right. So uh, I do. we've got ourselves a bit of a uh, show there. Bills v. the Packers. You've heard it here first on the Overnight Crowd. Uh, one last one before we do let you go. And thank you again for uh, jumping on the program. We had a caller earlier, uh, Mark from uh, Strathalbyn in South Australia. He's a Steelers fan. He's wondering uh, who you think will be making their way into the uh, quarterback spot at Pittsburgh next season. God, you know, I don't know enough about the Steelers, to be honest. Uh, Of course, Ben has gotten all the headlines. And I don't like the class coming out of the draft this year Mm. uh, in terms of the quarterback position. I don't really think there's a lot of strong guys there. I could be wrong because you never know how they're going to translate to the NFL, at least the majority of them. Um, But I'm trying to think of who the backup is. Is it still Mason Rudolph or did he leave? I don't remember. I I really have not paid that attention to the Steelers (laughs) because – they weren't really a factor for me this year. Like yeah. I never thought that they were going to be somebody to contend with in the playoffs. So I apologize. I do <laughs> like their front seven. I do like their line. Uh, those guys, they put, they put together a physical team. So whoever, uh, whoever it's going to be is going to be well protected, I think. Uh, so they've got that going for them. So I apologize to your listener. I just don't have any insight on the Steelers. <laughs> no, I think you've uh, painted it out quite nicely there, Shannon. Uh, and thank you again for the time. It's been a real thrill to meet you and have you on the program. I'd uh, love to catch up with you again on the other side of this week's uh, divisional round matches. But thank you for the time again on the Overnight Crowd. Of course. Nice to meet you. Have a good one. You too. Uh, thank you very much. That is uh, Shannon Farron joining us on the Overnight Crowd. She, she is the uh, sideline reporter for the LA Chargers, also the co-host of Gary and Shannon on KFI AM uh, 640 in SoCal. So really appreciate that. And uh, also uh, love the suggestion from Jace as well, the uh, listener of the Overnight Crowd or Jace or at Jace AU Runner on Twitter saying, uh, hey, when you're uh, talking some NFL, how about uh, you are... Uh, Chuck in uh, Sharon Farron, and uh, what a great job that she did as well. So hopefully uh, we'll catch up for a chat once again once we uh, do see the upcoming uh, matches in the NFL with uh, the wildcard round in the books. We've got the NFL divisional round coming up this weekend. 
Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.